Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, sunshine. This is Donica, your familiar voice this week on Recapture. We are so excited to be with you. Knowledge, healing, and information. The expert is here with us on this morning as well. Good morning. Hey, Monica. Hi, hi, hi. How are you doing? So excited for everything that we are going to be uh, sharing on today. Something that you have had a passion for and has you've been in study about. And so, yes, you are going to, I'm just going to let you hold the reins and handle the mantle. I might say, amen. Amen. (laughs) Every now and then. Well, we say thank you to our listening audience. Thank you for being with us on today on radio and also on our podcast, www.kkht.com. Go to programs and then click podcast. Download and subscribe. Go back and listen again and again the information that these two twins and also Essence are providing for you, for your family to uh, gain the tools we need, as we say, to walk on our recovery journey. Sometimes we do, Monica. We have information and programming that is a part of what I would say that is for any listener, any believer. But there are times that we do have something that is specific for those that are walking the recovery journey. I think today, today's broadcast, today's program is for all listeners, even though when we're preparing our segments, preparing our broadcasts and our topics, we know that some people that are listening may not necessarily align themselves with having an understanding of recovery journey, but that's what our job is too, to open up the mindset of what it is to be in recovery from alcohol and substance use disorders, to have a family member that is on that journey But we say it again, over and over again, change is possible through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the power of God. I did give the KKHT handle and the KKHT information, but also um, we say go and read our mother's story on www.psdiamondcelebration.com. Support our program. And I just want to put in your heart and in your spirit, Monica, and to our audience that uh, recapture is listener-supported. And I don't know in this time um, that we've actually said that to you. So to keep what we're doing on the air, we want you to prayerfully consider how you can support ReCapture. And in the coming weeks, we'll be having some uh, initiatives that you can give to us to support our program that is on the air and uh keep this program coming to you each week. So good morning, Donica. Thank you so much for having me. 
It is a blessing to be with our listening audience. It's a blessing to share the story of recovery. It is a blessing to share the story of recapture with you each and every week. If I'm here in the studio or not, yes, or just as you are listening to the wonderful testimony of recovery uh, here in our area, as well as uh, nationwide. If you could uh, download us as a podcast or listen via the World Wide Web, we are so grateful for your opportunity to just get in with us, hear the story of recovery, hear what we're talking about for each week, and that you'll be along the journey with us. So this week, we're so excited to be talking about something that is so important to me. And that topic is the topic of giving. If anybody who personally knows me, they know that I am a giver. And when I say a giver, I just don't mean I put money in the offering at church. I'm just a giver, a giver of my time, a giver of my service, a giver of my talents. I was going to say the same thing. You are a giver of your time, talent, and treasure. Yes. Yes. It's something that is so important to me. It's a part of who I am. And as I talk about giving today, for those of us who are in the recovery sphere, I do want to talk about, first of all, the balance of giving. Yes. Because I'm a giver and doer, I tend to overgive and overdo. I'm glad you're talking about the balance of giving because I was really as soon as we started talking about this broadcast, uh, having our conversation, the word that kind of popped into my mind, Monica, is codependent. It's a codep- not specifically for you, but I just was wondering how we would uh, navigate the conversation of having a balance. I think that you used the perfect word, a balance in your giving. Yeah, so when I talked about balance of giving, I'm meaning not only monetarily, but of your time and service, how you support those in your family. Oh, okay. Uh, those, how you support those. If you do have a loved one who is walking with us on the journey of recovery, how do you create a balance? Yes. And that you're not codependent. Yes. And that you learn to say, not this time. And that you learn to refer to appropriate resources and that you learn to say, hey, in this season, I'm going to be giving you love. Yes, how beautiful. In this season, I'm going to be giving you encouragement. In this season, I'm going to be giving you prayer. Uh, Which are all much needed. Much needed. It is in the story of recovery and just uh, as in life, even as we were were a part of a 40-day prayer group. And as we hear the messages of the prayer, I think the message was the second Chronicles uh, chapter 20. Yes. uh, Talked about Jehoshaphat. Yes. And how they were going out into war and how they were in war in second Chronicles 20. And what did the people do in the time of war? They came together in prayer. Yes. They came together, um, Not only that, but in the remembrance of the great things that God had done for them. And they called it out in Scripture, Lord, don't you see all these things that you've done for us? And so they came together in prayer. And so in your story of giving, coming together and giving the gift of prayer. Mm -hmm. And having a balance, as 
balanced giving. That's a part of your balance. Yes. That's a part of uh, protecting you and what is defined as uh, codependency. Mm-hmm. We want a sphere of protecting you as a seed sower mm-hmm. in the relationships Yes, uh, by having a balance of giving. And so I'm going to talk about giving today. And I want you to know as we talk about giving that we'll be reminded of the scriptures today. What does the scripture say? About giving. What does the scripture say about giving? The what Bi- does the scripture say, Mama? Well, the Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will men give into your bosom. Well, how would that giving be to you? Number one, it would be a good measure. Not a little bit. It will be pressed down. Number two, shaken together and running over. That is Luke 6 and 38. So there's a a biblical study concept that's called the law of first mention. And so this is a concept of understanding where this area or topic first originated in the Bible. So I'm going to tell you my my law of first mention um, in my own life in the concept of giving and recently in my own study, someone asked a question in social media about people being in your life and taking advantage of you. And I I said in that uh, response that I'm a giver. I give to people wholeheartedly, give to my family, give to the churches I attend, give to causes. Yes. I really do. Yes. And so when um, it said that I begin to think about it, I am a giver. And then in another Bible study... Uh, the word of giving came back up. Uh, and so the song came up to me. And the song that came to me was more than giving time, talent, resources to individuals and causes. It was a song. And it says, I give myself away. Yes. yes and yes, it's yes. by a singer, I think his name was William McDowell. Mm-hmm. And it says, I give myself away so that you can use me. So before we get into the concept of giving financially, give yourself to the things of God. Yes, that is so powerful. Give yourself to the things of God so that you could be used by God. Yes, I, um, you said, I give myself away. Yes, and it's a song by Will McDowell, you said. That's mm-hmm. so powerful because I think that, you know, for uh, not saying the lyrics, because someone's, we do not own the rights to this music, but someone's lyrics are copyright protective. But I think that that notion and that message is, yes, before we give of anything, that we have to give ourselves to the Lord Jesus so that, yes, that we can have the balance that's needed. Because if we don't have balance in our giving, sometimes we become angry, we become used, we get upset, and also, when we yield and submit ourselves and humble ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will give us wisdom about what measure of giving that we should give. Because I, I did notice on your social media that you were sharing love with your nieces and nephews and such a beautiful uh, sentiment of just lifting, even though they're young people, they're, you know, teenagers and 
up until the thirties, they need that balance of love too, that they have parents and that they also can know that there's someone else standing in their corner. And also sometimes it's just say, Hey, the balance of love that I'm going to give you, the balance of love that I'm sharing and supporting to you in this season is I'm going to show you love. I'm going to show you that someone can love you unconditionally. The gift that I'm giving is the gift of love, and that is unconditional. And I think, Monica, that you have done an awesome job. I would say, I I love you, Monica, and I would say for our family that you have done a good job of, of just being present. I would say especially for my children, but for all the nieces and nephews, and I saw you doing that on social media and on the social media, you know, it's the, the, I was going to go off on a tangent or go on to different subjects, a lot of conversations about social media. We can't go off on a tangent and say, hey, the, the, the social media, the, the, they went down this week, but um, there is conversations that are being had that are thought-provoking. And so when someone gave that question, to you or put that question out there in the arena talking about giving, it gave you a lot of thought and insight and also birthed a beautiful study for you. It really did. So in thinking about uh, myself as a giver, I just began to uh, study on giving and wow, what did I learn in giving? If you give, it shall be given unto you. And so as you give, you are a recipient of receiving back a gift as well. And so don't be uh, mindful in a way that you're giving begrudgingly. Yes. But give knowing that the scriptures are able to uh, bless you according to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And so that your life will be blessed according to the scriptures. Yes. Yes. And so if you give, well, what am I going to give? Well, the scriptures say in Second Corinthians nine and ten. Now who now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will always uh, enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. And so God is the supplier of your seed. And so when you give, God is going to give back to you uh, on a pot of unapologetically. I'm glad to have a conversation on giving and dealing with the work of recovery. Yes. Because we work with a lot of recovery programs who are not for profit. Mm -hmm. We work with a lot of recovery programs where it's an individual person giving out of their spirit and their heart. They've been able to garner uh, strong uh, boards of directors and donors and uh, volunteers in their efforts. Uh, that's all givers. Now, some of those roles may be paid roles. Yes. But it does not mean that you're not giving in that role, that you're not sacrificing of your time and your talent to be a part of the agency because you have a talent uh, in that sphere and that you have a passion in that sphere. The scripture also says that the seed is a seed altar. A seed also It's the place that God has placed you before him, a place of honor, a place of bowing before him with your gift. Do you consider your gifts? Sometimes you just have a whole bunch of stuff in your closet and say, I'm going to give this all the way to the goodwill. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I look at this stuff in the closet, I don't say, 
yeah, look at this junk. I'm going to give it away. Mm. Uh, I say, would somebody need to use this? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody might be looking for that 1975 TV to add to their collection. Okay. Uh, give with a heart of giving. Not with a heart of, let me get rid of my trash. Oh, wow. Sometimes it's like we're cleaning out our stuff. You might as well put it on the curb. Yes. Because prepare your heart that somebody needs this. What about the person who says, well, the mon- one man's trash is another man's treasure? That's true, but prepare your heart so that, right. that, your you're, heart. Giving it, so that you're giving it in a way that... Uh, that it'd be treasured. Listen, the people at the Goodwill, they don't have time to be sifting through your mess that they're going to go throw away too. Mm. So it's an opportunity for you to give in a way that is going to meet someone's need. I'm never going to give, like say for instance, if I'm just going to meet with somebody and have a good time with them, I'm really thinking about it. Oh my goodness. Would they take this? I think big all the time anyway. So it gets really out of out of pocket. It's like, oh, we were just going to lunch. Oh, okay. Well, we ended up going to lunch in New York. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, hey, you ready? Let's go. Uh, you are very thoughtful. Yes. So in your thinking, in your giving, be thoughtful. In your giving, be planning. Uh, there's one thing that I talk about because we're in the spirit of giving. Um, there are four types of giver. Those who have and give, those who do not have but give, those who do not have and they do not give, and those who have but do not give. When you're in a donor organization, you're uh, seeking gifts, if you're a church, if you're the Goodwill, if you're other organizations who look towards donors, who are you looking towards? You're looking towards givers. Mm-hmm. Because what the what you have or don't have is not a measure of your giving. Because there's four types of givers. Those who have and give. Those who do not have and give. You may not have that much. Statistically, those who have a little bit give more than those who have a lot. I uh, yeah, And the amount is, there's a story, a story in the Bible about that also, Monica, the person gave a little bit, but it was measured as a lot. A few years ago, I I don't know if it was on 2020 or what program, but there was a, like a study. They went into Walmart, stood in front of Walmart with a little can for giving, neighborhood that didn't have much money, I'll just say, for like a way of phrasing it. And then they went to a more affluent area, and they had the person with the little can to collect donations. And they said that the people that were in the neighborhood that had less gave more. So is that the sentiment that you're talking about? Yes, but for those givers, uh, for those people who have more, it's an encouragement for you to say, hey, can I give more? Is it meant the percentage of what they have or literally they give less? Based on, okay, you're a richer millionaire, that you're giving less of what you have or that you just give less? Because that... That story said that it was two Walmart stores in the in the neighborhood that people didn't have as much. They gave more. So I, I wonder, you know, a little bit what they used to measure just a dollar amount. Well, we collected 
five dollars the percentage of what the person gave. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm not sure about your Walmart story, but it may very well have been the the amount of money they collected was more. Yes, in the lower income area. When I talk about that, Second Corinthians nine. Uh, six through eight says each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all times, having all that you need, you abound in every good work. You would abound in every good work. There are seven biblical uh, principles of giving. And uh Number one, you should give secretly. Okay. You should give generously. You should give purposely. You should give cheerfully. You should give sacrificially. And you should give proportionately. That proportionate giving came up in the conversation of balance. Because if you look at that conversation of the Walmart example, uh, the proportionate giving would be appropriate. Because the people who had less gave a bigger portion of what they gave. And it was okay. It's okay to give proportionately. So I give all you have. My mind is churning, though, and it says proportionately. I, wanted, I want to say, Monica, reel me in if, if needed. Proportionately, what if that means like the whole body of Christ? Because, you know, in, the Bible says we're jointly fit together. So am I not necessarily, am I misapplying what your notion is? Or is that proportionately individual? Individually. Individually, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a proportionally individually. Um, I think that in that way, in the proportionate giving, is that that way those who do have more can share. And then that way, not to give everything that they got, but those who have more can give. What about the people say, um... Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Uh, very good. I'm glad you said that. So I'm going to talk about another concept quickly because we're moving on with time. Uh, the purpose of tithing versus giving. Uh, how much should we give? What, when we find two types of giving in the Old Testament, and the first type is tithing one-tenth, and the second type is free will offering. And for one uh, uh, types of the tithing is one is for the alien, the orphan, and the widow. So if you are orphan or widow, well, you did your time as you were proposed to, but your spouse died, or if you orphaned because your parents died, or you were set aside. So there's no bootstraps for them to pull up to. God admonishes us to give. And then secondly for tithing, others were for uh, the social and cultural needs, of Israel in the uh, Old Testament. And um, I think that's First Samuel 8 through 11. And then tithing uh, was that they gave a tenth of all their crops and herds were required for the support of the Levites and the priests. So all you people say, the pastor got a shiny card. That's okay. Because Leviticus 27 and 30 uh, points out that tithing is a portion and it's okay to give for your priest. So to answer your question, there are some portions where the Bible speaks to us to give to the orphan. It speaks to us to give to the widow and for those people who have a need. As we wind down in uh, our last few seconds, what did it say about free? free what did he say? Free will giving. 
Well, the wonderful thing about the uh, New Testament teaching on giving, it does not give that precise formula, that 10%, I'm giving this 10%, woo I did all I can do. Um, the New Testament teaches us for free will giving, and that's how we would end uh, uh, for the journey today, that you would give according to your heart and give abundantly. And as our tip for the journey, can you go back and give us that scripture in Second uh, Corinthians that talks about a cheerful giver? I think that's a good place to uh, wind down this broadcast for our tip for the journey, Monica. Yes. And so the scripture says in Second uh, Corinthians 9 and 6, And each of you should give what you have decided to your heart to give, not reluctantly. Or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I'm Donica. And I'm Monica. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at psdiamondcelebration.com. Until next time. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only.